Leadership matters. It does matter. Whether you are a leader on your job, whether you're a leader in your home, whether you are a husband, you are a leader and leadership matters. God will always use a man or a woman to lead his people to their promised land. Every leader should first be a proven follower before they can become a leader. Moses, who we're getting ready to read about, Moses was under Pharaoh first. He followed Pharaoh. And then watch this. Now he's following or working under his father-in-law. Joshua was under Moses. Elias was under Elijah. Samuel was under Eli. And listen, the 12 disciples were under Jesus. Timothy was under Paul. In other words, I want you to see that God always uses precept and example for us to grow. My spiritual direction is tied to my spiritual connection. You shouldn't come to a church where you feel you can't trust the pastor. I mean, this is what I tell people. I say, trust me until I give you reasons to not trust me. Comfort. Because see, here's the thing. The pandemic has made the gospel very convenient. You know what, if you don't, if you don't, if you don't connect the church in any way, I don't even know what to say. Because you can come or you can click. I mean, it don't take a whole lot to click. You don't even have to have no hands to click. You can just have elbows and click. Jesus said, blessed are they who hunger and thirst after righteousness, for they shall be what, church? Feel. You and I can only be taught or feel based on the level of our hunger. So listen, how do you do that? Listen, before you come to church, our prayer should be, Lord, let me hear you through him. I said, amen. Stand to your feet. We're going to do our confession. If you're watching us, stand up right there at home. If you're going to participate in church, you might as well do what we do. So stand up right there beside your bed. If you're at work, go ahead and stand up and stretch. Hold up your Bibles if you have one or whatever you use to access the Word. And say, this is God's Word. Not Pastor Redman's Word. I am who it says I am. I can do what it says I can do. I can be who it says I can be. And I will have what it says I can have. Today, I will hear the word of God. I boldly declare that my mind is alert. My heart is receptive. My ears are open. And I better not go to sleep. I'll never be the same. In Jesus' name. Amen. Let's pray together. Father, thank you for your word. Thank you that it's a lamp unto our feet. It's a light unto our path. And as I step back, I thank you for the spirit of God ministering to us in ways we did not know. I pray that today's word will deposit faith in our hearts to honor at a level that we may not have known of. And I thank you for the Spirit of God moving on the heart of every member and every person who's watching to connect, Father, in a way to honor that they've never heard. And as they exercise your word, change, increase, and prosperity is going to take place in their lives. 
We give you the glory. We give you all the praise. Thank you, Lord Jesus, for dying for us on the cross to make this type of life available. In Jesus' mighty name, everybody say amen. Amen, amen. amen. God bless you. You may be seated. Well, as you can see, today is Value the Visionary Day. Everybody say Value the Visionary. Now, if you're visiting us or if you're new to Word of Truth Family Church, that's the same thing that most churches, that's their version of Pastor Appreciation Day. And so it has been 17 years since Word of Truth Family Church has started, and we started with 22 people. Can you give the Lord a hand clap just for that right there? And thank you to the staff for organizing everything and for blessing me with that amazing Gucci bag. I'm going to enjoy that. And then thank you for those of you in advance who are going to sow a seed into my life. And my goal today, because I specialize in three different areas, two of the areas that I specialize in is faith and giving. Everybody say faith and giving. In other words, those are the two areas that God has really anointed me in. And so what I want to do today is what I share is going to help, I believe, take your faith and your giving to a new level. And so if you're taking notes, uh, today's topic is how to biblically honor your pastor. What's interesting is, especially in the church world, we expect people to do things we haven't explained to them why they need to do it. And so what's big about me is I want people to function with understanding because understanding is what changes your life. And so what I want to do today is give you some principles on how to honor a pastor God's way. And I believe the lesson will elevate your faith and help you discover or in some cases rediscover why uh, God wants us to honor a pastor. But then also explain to you the reward and the blessings that come with that. One of the reasons I started serving God, don't judge me, but one of the reasons I started serving God on the front end of my uh, believing career is I realized that when God asked me to do something, which is a principle, there's always a promise connected to it. And when I learned that, it changed my life because, see, now when I read the Bible, I read it to listen, to identify principles, and then it motivates me to do it because I look at what the promise says. So... Uh, I have uh, four, hopefully four points I can get through. And so on the front end of the series, we learn that pastors are gifts. Everybody say a pastor is a gift. It's a gift from God from his heart. Jeremiah chapter 3 verse 15 says, and God said, I will give you pastors after my heart and they are going to feed you with knowledge and with understanding. So pastors are gifts from God's heart, and he's called these pastors, or the fivefold ministry, watch this, he's called them, called them to perfect and prepare the saints so the saints can do the work that God's called them to do. The New Living Translation of Ephesians chapter 4 verse 11 says this, Now these are the gifts Christ gave to the church. The apostles, the prophets, the evangelists, and the pastors, and the teachers. And here's their responsibility. Their responsibility is to equip God's people to do whose work, church? To do His work and build up the church, which is the body of Christ. And so the fivefold, that's what most people call it, those five positions in the church... God has called them to perfect his people so that the people can do God's work in their lives and in the church. 
And here's what's interesting. The perfecting process, watch this, God has defined that process to come through those five offices. And so, in other words, God has made us, in, uh, made us dependent or interdependent with those five positions. See, God's, you know, if you look at how God has created things, most people think that independence is the highest form of maturity. But independence is not the highest form of maturity. Interdependence is the highest form of maturity. Because God has designed us to need each other. He's designed us to need things. So, for instance, if you just take uh, oxygen, okay, we are dependent on the plant system. And the plant system is dependent on us because they provide us with the oxygen. And then we provide them for what they need. So we are interdependent upon the plant system. Same thing with water. Water, of course, comes from, from heaven. But also the river system. God uses that to give us water. We are dependent on the rivers. Say amen to that. Well, just like we're, de- we're dependent on those physical things, we're also dependent on these fivefold offices to perfect us in a way for us to do what God has called us to do. So God has created us to need things outside of us to prosper and to grow. And he's designed a pastor For us to need so we can spiritually grow. Look at your neighbor and say, I need Pastor Evan. Amen. So what I want to show you today is how to honor a pastor God's way. Now what I'm going to teach you is going to come straight from the word. Now, most people in the world is not going to like what I'm teaching. But see, when the world starts paying my bills, I'll listen to them. They ain't paying yours. They ain't paying mine. So you know what we're going to do? We're going to adhere to what God says. Amen. So point number one, if you're taking notes and you should have some physical notes when they came in, they should have given them to you. But the first point is honor is biblical. Honor is biblical. All honor starts with God. Why? Because God started everything. What I'm about to do is just show you one verse of scripture that shows that God wants us to honor him in a specific way. But my point in all the points is that honor is biblical because God wants us to do what his word subscribes. And so what happens is if we listen to the world, we won't do what God says. So here in, in uh, Proverbs chapter three, verse nine, in the message translation, it says, honor God, listen, church, with how much? With what? With what? Honor God with everything you own. Wow. He wants me to honor him with my car. That's why I should keep it clean. Come on now. Some of you all can open up a McDonald's franchise with all those dried french fries in your car. He says, honor God with everything you own. Listen, honor him with your clothes by earning them. I know Regal is in. It says, honor God with everything you own. And then it says, specifically, he says, give him what, church? The first and the best. Now, here's the thing. That word honor in that verse, when you look it up, it means weighty or to have some weight. Everybody say, put some weight on it. This verse is important because what it's really saying is that we show who we honor and we show who we put our weight on by who we give our first to. So most people, they put their weight on their own 
life or their own actions or their own abilities. Because they don't give it to God first. They trust themselves with it. The problem with, with trusting you is if the works of your hands is what brings increase into your life, guess what happens? What happens when you get tired? See, I want increase coming when I'm asleep. And as long as I'm adhering to him, he says, watch this. He says, honor him with the first and the best. And most Christians, sad to say, they put their financial weight on themselves. And their efforts. Listen to the message translation because now I'm about to show you another area that God asked us to honor. He first told us to honor him with the first of what we give. Listen now to the message translation of of, uh, Exodus chapter 20 verse 9. It says honor your what? Father and your what? Who does he tell us to honor? Honor your father and your mother. In other words, that same word honor means weighty. So he's saying... Honor your mother and your father. Allow what, allow the influence that they have in your life to have some weight on it. Amen. Your friends should not have more weight in your life than your parents. Amen. See, that was worth the offering right there. Because some of you all, if you're a teenager or, watch this, if you're at home in your parents' home, the fact that you live with them shows that you should they should still have some weight in your life amen they want what's best for you all right so he told us to honor the lord with the first of what we give he told us to honor our father and mother let's look in first peter chapter 2 verse 17 it says honor all men wow how many men all men let me ask you a question is a pastor part of the all absolutely but he says honor all men then he says love the brotherhood got to put that up right everybody do like that (laughs) love the brotherhood fear god read it with me honor the king now that word honor all men and honor the king is a different word because this is a uh in the new testament but let me just point out that he just told us to honor two more sections of people he says honor all men and then he it's really specific. He says, honor the king. The king is, is nothing but someone in authority. It would be, in our day and time, the president. So whether you voted for the president or not, God doesn't care about that. What he's asking you and I to do is to honor that position. Say amen to that. And so this word honor is the Greek word tamayo or tameo. And it means, watch this, to value, to prize, or to put a valuation on. So let me give you an example. How many Shark Tank watchers in here? Shark Tank watchers? Okay. If you watch Shark Tank, the way it works is someone comes on the show because they want these Shark Tankers to invest into their business. So what they do is they come on the show and they pitch their business or their service or product to these Shark Tank investors. And what will happen during that process, a lot of times the Shark Tank investor will ask the person, what do, what valuation do you put on your business? What they're saying is, what value do you say your business is? Yeah. Now, sometimes the Shark Tank investors would agree. And then sometimes just like you've overvalued your company. But that person, listen, they can, they can value their company the way they want to because it's their value. Now, the Shark Tank investors may not agree with it, but at the end of the day, 
they're the ones that can put a valuation on the business. Well, this word honor here, when he says honor all men and honor the king, he's saying you put a valuation or you put a value on how you want to honor them. In other words, he's leaving that up to you. If you want to honor them little, you do that. If you want to honor them much, you do that. He said, but you put a valuation on that. He says, you put reverence or respect on that. But watch this. But he's saying, I need you to respect them though. So wait a minute, we, 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 we looked at a lot. We looked at, it says honor God. And then it says honor your father and your mother. Then it says honor all men. And then it says honor the king. Did y'all see all that? All right. So, so far, all of those different types of people God said for us to honor. So let's look at point number two, because what I want to do now is to show you that it is God's will and it is biblical for us to honor our pastor. So point number two, if you're taking notes, honoring your pastor or your spiritual leader is biblical. It's biblical. First Timothy chapter five, verse 17. It says, let the elders that rule well be counted worthy of what church? Wow. Of what? Come on, say it again. Of double honor. He didn't just say, now notice everybody he said before now, he just told us to honor them. But when it came to an elder, which I'll explain that in just a second, he's saying, I want you to put double on it. Everybody say, put double on it. He says, let the elders that rule well be counted worthy of double honor. And then he's very specific. He says, especially those who labor in the word and doctrine. How many know I labor in the word and doctrine? Yes, I do. I'm going to teach you the word. Now, let me show, let me point something out. The word elder there doesn't just mean the oldest. It also means senior. As a matter of fact, when you look that word up, it will, you will see the word senior. And this is where we get the terminology senior pastor from. See, the senior pastor may not be the oldest person in the church, but he's considered the senior leader in the church. It's obvious that I'm not the oldest person at Word of Truth, but I'm considered the senior one. In other words, the one with the most weight spiritually in here. Say amen to that. Now, I'm about to say something real heavy. Just look at your neighbor and say, he's about to say something real heavy. This is real heavy. This is real heavy. All right? No one, say no one. No one should have more spiritual weight in your life as a member of Word of Truth Family Church more than me. Wow, that's kind of... Oh, Pastor, you, you sound like you just... You just Digging yourself up. No, I'm just going, I'm going to show it to you in scripture. Because see, what happens is when you allow other people within the church to have more spiritual weight and influence in your life than me, that's how people get off. That's how churches split. Because someone overused or abused their spiritual authority that they were given. So look at Numbers chapter 27. Let me show you this. You may not have ever read this in the Bible. It says, and Moses spoke to the Lord saying, let the Lord, the God of the spirits of all flesh, let the Lord set a man over the congregation. That sounds like Moses is asking God to find these people a pastor. So let's see what happens. It says, let the Lord, the God of all spirits, set a man over the congregation. Verse 17, which may go out before the people which may go in before the people and which may lead them out and which may bring them in that the congregation of the Lord, what be not as sheep 
which have no shepherd. Notice Moses is asking God to identify somebody to be a pastor over these people. Because it is God's responsibility to find a pastor. It is not a person's responsibility to decide they want to be a pastor. It doesn't work like that. All right. So let's see what happens. Let's see what happens. Verse 18. Then the Lord spoke or said to Moses, I want you to take Joshua, the son of Nun. Notice God is the one identified Joshua. And he says, a man in whom the spirit is. Notice there are some qualifications to this pastoral leader. He says he needs to have the spirit. And then he says, I want you to bring Joshua and I want you to lay your hands on him. I want y'all to notice the process here. And then I want you to set him before Eleazar, who was the priest at the time. And then I want you to set Joshua, this man, set him before all the congregation. And then I want you to give him charge in their sight. So here's what was happening. God told Moses, okay, Moses, here's what I want you to do. I've identified somebody who I want to be the pastor. I want you to get him. His name is Joshua. I want you to set him in front of all the people. And he says, what I want you to do when you set him in front of everybody, I want you to lay your hands on him. And watch this. I want you to give him charge in front of the people. In other words, what he was saying is, I want you to give him authority so the people will respect him. And that's what I've done. See, in a lot of church communities, uh, you don't see multiple pastors, especially in the African-American-led churches. You don't see a person, a church with more than one set of pastors. But I believe that's just the order of God. And so every pastor that you saw up here, I did that exact thing to them. I called them up. I prayed over them. I anointed them. And guess what I did? I gave them authority to rule as pastors in this church. Say amen to that. Amen. And so that's what God was doing here. But watch verse 20, which is interesting. He says, he was talking to Moses, and you shall put how much church? Come on, church. He says, Moses, I want you to call up Joshua, and I want you to put what? Some of your what? Honor on him. Notice he didn't say, I want you to put all of your honor on him. He says, I I want you to put some. Because what he was saying is, listen, I want you to give Joshua some honor So the people can respect him and respect his leadership. But he didn't tell him to put all of his honor on him. Because why? The people's respect for Joshua should never override their respect for Moses. Say amen to that. And see, that's the thing. I, You know, as I train my pastors, they know. You know, if you come to them and be like, I want to tell you something, but don't tell Pastor Evan. They're going to be like, no, don't tell me then. No, no, I'm with Pastor Evan. (laughs) Why? Because they already know that their authority has been delegated by me. And see, sometimes people fall into the trap and they let a member do that. It doesn't happen here. But they let a member say, tell them something that they don't, uh, I don't want you to tell pastor. What, what the pastor, unfortunately, is setting themselves up to get is, watch this, what they're saying is, the member is saying, I trust you over Pastor Evan. That's why I don't want him to know. Everybody said, that's dangerous right there. And so you let that member set you up. And, and so watch this. First Timothy chapter five. This is why I said, watch this. You should show respect for every pastor or leader that I put in place. And I'm excited because in 2023, I'm doing my first ministerial course where I will be licensing new ministers and pastors here at the church. 
Amen. And some of them might be on staff, but a lot of them are going to be lay members who have ministerial titles. Because guess what? When you're in ministry, uh, you can license people where they can marry people, they can bury people, they can do weddings and all that stuff. Well, guess what? And then there are going to be some people at the end of the process where I ordain. And ordination just means now I there's a specific fivefold office that I feel that you're called to and then you get ordained in that and some of the people that I ordain I'm going to send them out they're not going to stay just like Pastor Che I sent him out amen everybody's not going to stay at your church but guess what though but there's a right way to leave the church too 1st Timothy chapter 5 verse 17 it says let the elders the senior leaders that rule well be counted worthy of what? Double honor. When you look at that word double up, it means twice as much. He's saying, you know what? I want you to honor all men. I want you to honor the king. I want you to honor uh, your mother and your father. He said, but when it comes to the elder, the senior leader, he says, I want you to put double on that. That's interesting, ain't it? Now, here's why I believe God wants us to do that. Because you can't receive from who you don't respect. So, so now we have to raise our respect level up. He says, Give them double, twice as much. Amen. Everybody say, it's biblical to honor my pastor. All right. So let's look at now point number three. Let's look at point number three because here's the question. What do we do to honor our pastor? Well, one of the ways that which I'm going to point out today, which is point number three, you biblically honor your pastor by giving to him. Now, I'll show you this in scripture, but I'm not just, I'm talking about, I'm going to talk about it from a financial sense, but I want you to also see that you honor your pastor by giving him prayer. How many know I need prayer? Amen. Listen, this is nothing to play with up here. Here's the interesting thing about being a pastor. If you are a good leader, you should be able to lead and bleed and people not know it. See, I don't bleed down. I bleed up. See, bleeding down is when I'm telling all of y'all my problems. Every Sunday I'm preaching about something to somebody and I'm all caught up and, and I'm, and this is why people be like, oh, I just had a meeting with the pastor. He just talked about me the whole Sunday. He bleeding. No, 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 no. I bleed up, not down. So you know what? When I'm having an issue or whatever, guess what? My pastor's going to hear about that. Listen, they have been for 17 years, walked me through what I've walked through. And let me tell you something. Though I walked through the valley of the shadow of death, I was fear no evil because God is with me. Yeah, he's with me and my pastors are too. Praise the Lord. So you biblically. So listen, give your pastor your prayers. Listen, give me your obedience. You say, I ain't obeying nobody. Well, I don't know. Listen. Give him your loyalty. Give him your support for the vision. Amen. Give him your love. Say amen to that. Give him your grace because I'm not perfect and y'all already know that. So I'm going to, you know, you're going to see the the closer you get, you know, to something, the more you can see. Do you know you typically you can't see the flaws in a diamond unless you look at one of those eye loops. Right. So the closer you get to somebody, I mean, the staff know, they know, they know, they, they see all three of me regularly. You got Evan, you got Pastor Evan, you got Elder Evan. They see Elder Evan a whole lot in the staff meeting, right? First Timothy chapter 5, let me show you how you biblically 
Honor your pastor by giving to him. It says, let the elders that rule well be counted worthy of double honor, especially those who labor in the word and doctrine. We never read verse 18. For the scripture says, do not muzzle the ox which treads out the corn. The laborer is worthy of his reward. Now watch this church. The word honor in that verse where it says double honor, it means, it has two meanings. The first meaning, it means to uh, honor that outranks others. So he's saying when you honor your pastor, the senior leader, he says, make sure that honor outranks anybody else's honor. But then what it goes on to say, the second uh, word or meaning for that word honor, watch this. It means to value. Here's an interesting uh, meaning. It means money paid. Wow. And it means to esteem at, uh, at the highest degree. So. This particular word honor is connected to, watch this now, some tangible things. Notice he says money paid. I left that definition there. I even gave you the Greek word or the Greek number there so you can go and look it up. And there are many verses in the Bible that talk about it. Remember when uh, Judas, remember when he betrayed Jesus with those pieces of silver? It uses the word price. The word price is the word honor. In other words, this honor here has a tangible assignment to it. And see, most people have a problem giving to a pastor. Here's why I'm teaching it. Because my thing is, you can choose to give or not give. I've just learned how to do this. And this is one of the things that has changed my life. This past year, uh, I had an opportunity to honor my pastor like y'all doing with me. And uh, I counted up. I added up how much I gave my pastor so far this year. And you know what? I've given my, my pastor over $17,000. Now watch, yes, go ahead and clap. That's good. Look at your neighbor and say, I wish I was his pastor. <laughs> 17 grand. But watch this though. Watch this. If you go back and look in 2021, at the end of the year, I prophetically declared that increase was coming to, this, to, to everybody. So the first part of this year, I gave the biggest tithe I have ever given in my life to Word of Truth Family Church. And the tithe that I gave was not connected to my paycheck here. Okay, so the, the biggest tithe I gave had nothing to do with the church, right? But watch this. So I give the biggest tithe. Of course, I give the biggest offering to word of truth. But then I give my man of God the biggest seed I've ever given him. Do you think it's a coincidence that one of my speaking engagements this year, someone gave me the biggest honorarium I have ever had in my life? Everybody say there's a connection. There's a connection. So this word honor is money paid. So what I'm going to do now, I'm going to jump down because I want to read 1 Timothy chapter 5 verse 17 in the New Living Translation. This is what it says. Elders who do their work well should be respected and what? 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 Pay well. You know, it's only in the church. How many want to be paid well? Be honest, raise your hand. Want to be well. Okay, so let me ask you. Keep your hand up. Keep your hand up. You want to be paid well? Look at your neighbor and say, my hand is up. Okay, so let me ask you a question. Would it be wrong for me to want to be paid well? You know what's interesting about church people? I love church people, though, because God called me to pastor y'all. I love y'all, right? I love y'all. So here, here's what's interesting is that uh, I teach you all to have dreams and to go for the best. But I can't do that. I mean, not me. Uh, average pastor can't do that. Because y'all already know, Pastor Evan. I mean, come on. It is what it is, right? 
Right. So watch this. He says, elders who do their work well should be paid well, especially those who work hard at both preaching and teaching. For the scripture says, you must not muzzle an ox to keep it from eating as it treads out the grain. And in another place, those who work hard deserve their pay. Listen to the living Bible of that verse. I'm almost done here. Listen to the living Bible. Because I want you to get a scriptural context about giving. I, I, I know y'all love me and y'all going to bless me. But I, I want you to bless me with a principle in mind. He says, the living Bible says this. Pastors who do their work well should be what? Paid well. And then highly appreciated. I like that. Especially those who work hard at both preaching and teaching. Listen to the message translation. This one is awesome. It says, give a bonus to leaders who do a good job. How many like a bonus? Let me see your hand. Uh, Look, if you don't like it, give it to me. It says, give a bonus to those who what? To do, who do it. Now, now, I mean, you know, I try to hit a home run every Sunday. I might not, sometimes I just hit it and I get on first base. But, you know, either way, most of the time, y'all going to get something out of what I'm teaching, right? He says, listen, give a bonus. To, and that's what y'all doing today. Y'all giving me a bonus. But here's what I believe. I'm going to show you my next point. I'm going to show you that God honors us when we honor him. And do you know that you honor God when you honor what he told you to do? What he told you to do? So it says here, give a bonus. So that's what we're doing. Listen to now the amplified version of Galatians chapter 6 verse 6. It says, let him who receive instructions in the word. Who is that? Who's receiving instruction in the word? Y'all. Raise your hand. It's y'all. Yeah, it's y'all. Okay. He said, let him who receive instructions in the word share all good things with his teacher contributing to his support. So here's my final point. And that is biblical honor always brings increase. Oh, I like this. Biblical honor. Everybody say biblical honor. Biblical honor always brings increase. So what I'm saying to you is we just saw through the word that is biblical to give to your pastor. Now what I'm saying is some increase is attached to that. I'm going to read some of the same verses that I read before, but I didn't finish the whole verse. Proverbs chapter 3 verse 9. It tells us to honor. Remember now, biblical honor always has increase. It says, honor the Lord with your capital and sufficiency from righteous work labors and with the first fruits of all your income. And now it tells us what's going to happen. Your barns or your storage places will be filled with what, church? Plenty. So I'm like Lenny. I want plenty. So it says here that when I honor the Lord, increase comes with that. Watch now the living Bible of Proverbs 3. Honor the Lord by giving him the first part of all your income. And then what's going to happen? He's going to fill your barns with wheat and barley and overflow your wine vats with the finest wine. Everybody say honor brings increase. And this is why I'm teaching the way I'm teaching. Because the world will tell you don't do that. You know what's interesting? People want to get sometimes where you are. But they don't want to do what you did to get there. Amen. Look at Ephesians chapter 6. We read this earlier. It says, children, obey your parents in the Lord, for this is right. Verse 2, which is what we read in the Old Testament. It says, honor your father and what? Mother. There's a principle. He says, but you know what? That principle of honor has a promise connected to it. He says, which is the first commandment with the promise. Read it with me. Verse 3. 
that it may be well with you and you may live a long time on the earth. He's saying when you exercise biblical honor in honoring your parents, he says two things happens. You will live a long time and things will go well with you. Does that sound like increase? So anytime you and I biblically honor God's way, increase is on the way. And I did not want you to just give today without you knowing that what you're about to do is about to bring some increase into your life. And you can expect, listen, I expect, listen, you, you, you can expect to pull grace from where you sow into. And I believe over the years, one year, uh, and I'm closing right here, one year, at the beginning of the year, uh, we were at Seguin, and the Lord spoke to me and told me to give the first week's tithe and offering, everything. He said, this was exercising the, the, the fruit, uh, the first fruit. He says, I want you to give everything, add it all up, and whatever comes in for that first week, I want you to sow it into your pastor's church. Well, how many know we could use that money? But see, I also know when God is asking me to do something, he already has a harvest on his mind for me. So you know what? I did that. Pastor Lisa, I'll tell you, we did not write one check of bills. We added up all the money that came in that week. We wrote the check and sent it. And I will put my, she already knows, I can put my hand on any version of the Bible. But we have never had an issue with our weekly budget since we've started the church. Isn't that good? I exercise the principle. All right. So we're going to end right here because I want to show you that with every action of biblical honor, God will bring increase. And that's where I want your hearts to be. Say amen to that. We'll end with this right here. In Philippians chapter 4 verse 15, I'm ending here. I want to show you that God is okay with you giving to the pastor. He's okay. As a matter of fact, not only is he okay, it blesses God when we bless the man of God. Watch this now. Philippians chapter 4 verse 15. Paul says, as you know, you Philippians, you were the only ones who gave me financial help when I was, when I first brought you the good news and then traveled to Macedonia. No other church did this. Did what? Gave me financial help. He says, no other church did this. He says in verse 16, even when I was in Thessalonica, you sent help more than once. In other words, they didn't just give to Paul one time. They gave to him more than once. Verse 17, he says, I don't say this because I want a gift from you. Rather, I want you to receive a what church? You know why? Because a reward comes when we biblically honor and give. He says, I want you to receive a reward for your kindness. Watch verse 18. He says, at the moment, I have all that I need. And then even more. He says, and I am generously supplied with the gifts that you sent me through Epaphroditus. He says, these gifts, they are a sweet smelling sacrifice that is acceptable and pleasing to who, church? Wow. God's okay with me doing that. Everybody say, God's okay. And then he goes on to say, 
And this same God, oh, Lord Jesus, I feel something prophetic coming right now. He says, and this same God who takes care of me will supply all your needs from his glorious riches that we have been given in Christ Jesus. And I'm declaring as you give today that the same God that has taken care of me, the same God that have made sure all of my needs are met, which, by the way, all of my needs are met, that same God is going to supply what you need according to his riches and glory by Christ jesus you know what i see i see something right now in the spirit i see a shortfall in budgets in other words if you got your budget you sat down and did your budget at home i see a negative number red normally means in the red you know when people say it's in the red that means it's negative so if you sat down and you did i'm talking to somebody right now you just did it yesterday you sat down and you went over your budget and as a result of going over your budget, when you got down to the end, you did not have enough money. As a matter of fact, you had more bills than you had money. So then you start looking and going, oh, man, I don't know if I can afford the tithe. So you took the tithe out just to see, and you were still short with giving the tithe. I'm talking to somebody right now. And I'm saying to you, the only way to get out of that is to give out of that. Uh, you already short. It ain't like you ain't short. You short. I'm talking to my online. You short. But the same God that supplied all. Let me tell you something. Word of Truth Family Church. God has blessed this church. And you know. And and statistics show that probably 30% of people tithe here. That means 70% ain't got the revelation yet. That's why I know. And most of the people that struggle financially are the ones that ain't got it yet. But I can tell you this right now. Here's what I know. God has been faithful to meet every need in this church. And the same God that has been faithful to meet the needs here at Word of Truth Family Church is the same God that will supply all your needs. And it's not according to our riches and glory. It's according to his riches and glory by Christ Jesus. Give the Lord a hand clap for just that right there. So... This is different. I didn't get this in the first service, but there are some people, your budget is negative. Every head bowed, every eye closed. If you're watching me right now, I want you to bow your heads, right, unless you're driving. Bow your head right there because there are some people who are in a shortfall. God already sees it. He already has a plan for it. He just needs you to cooperate with him. You know, giving today, some of this is going to save your, your financial life because you're at a breaking point. And so there are some people here that I want to pray for. There are some people watching that I want to pray for, uh, your, for God to move financially in your budget because you, you're, you're in the red. And you don't know what to do. Well, let me tell you part of what you need to do. The Bible says after you've done all to stand, stand. In other words, that means do what you know to do is right. And then leave the results up to God. So if that's you, with every head by, nobody's watching but me. But if your budget has been in a negative, I want to get in agreement with you that God's going to turn that around. Just raise your hand right there at your seat. Say, Pastor Heaven, that's me, that's me, that's me, that's me. Okay, oh wow. Okay, keep your hands up, keep your hands up. Father, right now in the name of Jesus, 
everyone whose hand is up. You already saw their situation before I did. Therefore, because you had me to prophetically see it, that means you already have a prophetic answer for it. So, Lord, as they surrender their finances to you today, and as they do what they know is right, even as they sow out of their need today, I declare in the name of Jesus, just like every need in my life is met, and just like every need at Word of Truth Family Church is met, I declare that, Father, that negative situation in their budget is turning around right now in the name of Jesus. It is turning around right now in Jesus' name. And Lord, I thank you for sending help, for giving them wisdom, and providing those needs to be met according to your riches and glory by Christ Jesus. In Jesus' mighty name. Everybody say amen. Amen. Give the Lord a hand clap for that. Before Pastor Lisa comes up, I want to pray for those who may not be saved. You know, when I teach across the nation, sometimes when I'm teaching about money, people get saved. Do you know in marriages, one of the number one problems is money? So if you can fix the money problem, a lot of times you can fix the marriage. And so there are some people, why don't you bow your heads again? If you're here and you died today and you're not sure you'd go to heaven, I'm talking to you. Maybe you're watching me. If you're watching me right now.